Well, that worked out exactly how I planned, said no one ever. I Feel Awful, Chronicles of Leadership, a micro-podcast featuring Christine Sachs, Juanita Molano-Para, Katharina Schneegas, and Robert Kwong. Chronicle 79, From Guilt to Resource Life with the incredible Julia Krasniuk. Welcome, Julia. Julia is a Ukrainian expat living for 10 years now in Poland. And she shared her experience of being a leader in emotionally tough times in her Chronicle 76, I think. And today we're all together to introduce Julia to our I Feel Awful community and also hear a little bit about your thoughts around the Chronicle. So welcome, Julia. Hello, everyone. Thank you. It's so, so, so great um, to be here. I'm very excited to to talk with you guys. Um, so um, I, I... this is uh, <laughs> this, this is how our usually go. So um... <laughs> I got lost. Should I recall the question or should you ask it again? Yeah. So for <laughs> everyone that is joining and listening, we were we usually have some conversations beforehand as we set up the live conversation. And so we'll we'll pick up where we left um, and bring you all in. And so what some of the things we were talking about and would love to hear from you, Julia, is what was your experience both in the, the experience of recording this chronicle and sharing such a such a personal story, but also the experience once it was published kind of out in the world um, and, and what has that been like for you? Um, sure. Well, I think that um, I definitely agree with you, Juanita, that this is a very personal story. It, is, it feels a very intimate um, story to me and it was not easy to write it. Um, so as you guys know, I got invited here um, through Katy. Um, so she was the one who was pushing me to um <laughs> to do more let's say on this story so the original of uh, what I wrote at the very beginning was very different it was not that um, personal and I think that the reason why it was it was so different at the very beginning and I kept pushing it away um, so I just got lots of questions about you know so when are you going to be ready and how is it going and I just found myself and caught myself that I'm pushing it away and I'm not writing um, the, the chronicle, I realized that it just, the reason was because I didn't want to face those feelings. It just was so, so, so difficult for me to um, remember once again that morning and to go through those emotions that I had at the very beginning that, um, yeah, it was, it was not easy. But I would say that once it was done, I felt um, I felt relief because I felt like I lived through those emotions once again, but now much more consciously. And also knowing that that's also a beauty and, uh, and um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a beauty of our um, brains, I think, that we adjust to everything. Um, so knowing now that after three months that have been already passed, I am, I'm okay. Um, I, I have adjusted. I mean, the stress is still there, but it's not as bad as I thought on that day one. Yeah, so that was the experience writing it. And that the experience after publishing it was was very, very heartwarming. I received a lot of positive feedback from 
um, from my friends, either from Europe, but also from Ukraine. And, and I think that from the ones from Ukraine, it was very important for me um, to hear what they have to say, because I had lots of doubts whether people are going to understand my message right. Um, I really didn't want um, people to think that my message is about, you know, don't care, focus on yourself and whatever is happening is happening. Um, this was completely not like that. And I was really happy to hear that um, my family, my friends who are there, they they got it just the way that I wanted to. And, and they mentioned that it is such an important topic to talk about and that the message is very right. Um, so, yeah, it was it was really, really great to hear. I had a question for you, Julia. Um, for the people who did share their feedback or their thoughts and reflections about the Chronicle, um, I'm curious what aspects of the story they related to the most or what they brought up the most, what was memorable that really resonated with them? Mm, very good question, uh, Robert. I think that the biggest thing that resonated with them was um, the part where I do say that until you help yourself, you're not able to help others. Um, because most my family and most of my friends are in a relatively safe area in Ukraine right now. So they do have the energy and resource to help others. And I've seen them help a lot. So my mom was volunteering every other day and doing lots of other things. And after she was coming back, she was sharing very sad stories with me because she had contact with people who were moving from the areas who got really affected. And one time I just started not in coaching like ways, but just in a very caring way, telling her that you need to take care of yourself first, you know, think about you. And I think that this is the part that most um, people were relating to um, in my story. I will say personally, that's the part I related to the most as well. Just no matter what the context of the situation is, there's always a little bit of guilt that can hold us back from doing the things that we know we can do to focus on the future and what now and what's next. So thank you for sharing your story. And it was so powerful, even though we're not, the three of us are not directly, necessarily directly impacted um, in the way that you might be with who you know, but you know, earlier in the call, we've talked a little bit about there's always instances, whether with current events or in our personal lives, where we're going to have to face the uncomfortable question of what now or what's next, even in the face of something that is very difficult to process. So we were actually talking about how applicable it is, that there's always guilt about not doing enough, no matter what. At least that's been my experience, and I'm sure others maybe have their own experiences with that, but yeah, yeah. Since it's a podcast, you didn't see that. But the moment Robert said the word guilt, everyone started nodding. <laughs> I definitely resonate with that. In um, moments where I don't know what to do, I, my go-to is always like taking care of others and supporting in general, like no matter what's the topic. And when I get confused and I don't know what to do, I get overwhelmed so quickly. And then the guilt sneaks in of like not doing enough and not not being enough for the people in the moment. So again, thank you. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom uh, with us about that, Julia. I was thinking too, with all of that, the, the um, it becomes some, I mean, I think we, we know this, right? Like the, you need to take care of yourself first before you go and support or care for others. And yet that guilt keeps coming up. And yet I, I'll speak for myself. Like I forget that very easily. And so I'm thinking about just kind of like what, how do we keep that present for those moments that we need it, right? Like, cause at, at different gradients, 
it's going to happen again, that somebody's going to need help, that tragedy is going to strike, that, that, that really shitty things are going to happen. And so uh, how do, how do we remind ourselves or, or for you all, like, how do you remind yourselves or, 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 or what do you do to really get back to that place of, uh, okay, like, let's fuel myself first and then get out there. I think for me is I'm, I'm very, um, let's say attentive to myself. So I like to observe how I feel and I like, I know my patterns. So for example, I know that if in every possible, um, second of my free time, I'm having something, um, like I watch a movie series or I listen to something, even if I'm doing something at the same time, this means that there are some thoughts in me that I don't want to face. And then I'm trying to just, you know, take up the space. Um, so there are patterns and this is one of the examples. There are things like this that I'm doing and I'm already aware of that. So if I at some point notice that this is happening and this has been happening already for some time, I start asking myself, you know, where this is coming from or what is it that I can do right now that can help me feel um, better. So basically also what I was sharing in the in the chronicle. Um, and then also, I think that um, sometimes I choose to stick to those patterns because I think that some of these patterns are also um, helpful. So, okay, maybe right now I am not ready to face the thoughts that I have. Um, so I just watch a few more <laughs> series and then uh, eventually I won't be doing this my whole life. <laughs> this is going to stop at some point. Um, so yeah, um, in a nutshell, I think for me, what works is just being very observant of uh, my behavior and some changes that are happening right now. I'm curious, did getting the responses after you shared what you said was quite difficult? I mean, there was some resistance, which we all have with something so vulnerable, but did that have any impact or any that influenced like that sense of guilt at times after getting feedback? Oh, absolutely. Yes, for sure. Because I felt, um, like I said, it was so important for me that um, especially people in Ukraine um, that I know get the message the way that I wanted to, um, to, like I want to share it. So as soon as I started reading the things about um, the fact that it is the right message, I um, yes, absolutely. This did, really did help with the guilt. And that's exactly also the point that I uh, mentioned um, in the Chronicle about talking it out. This is something that I was doing, but I was doing this with my friends from here. I wasn't doing this with my friends or with my family in Ukraine because I felt like they already have quite a lot on their plate. So I might not do that with them. But in fact, now that I look back, probably if I did have an honest conversation with someone close um, to me from Ukraine who is still there, probably we could have, um, I could have felt a little bit better um, even sooner. Yeah, thank you so much. So for everyone listening, we always close our chronicles, or most of our chronicles, with call to actions. <laughs> I'm curious, uh, based on the conversation today, what do you all hear? What do we have for, for our I, I Feel Awful community today? What's our call to action? There's something really powerful that I heard in in what do you share, Julia, in terms of like how you remind yourself and and. I heard two things. One, knowing your patterns. So like knowing yourself, knowing how you operate so that you can tell when things are not exactly balanced, where you may not be entirely sourced. That's number one. Know your patterns, know yourself. And that's a practice. Like this isn't a once and done. And then the second thing that I heard you say that blows my brain because I don't want to do it is the compassion aspect of it. 
So know your patterns, but also allow yourself room to just be in that pattern if that's what you need for right now. Um, so that compassion, self-love piece of it, a huge component. Yeah. And for me, you know, of the calls to action that were in the original Chronicle, the one that really stuck out the most, which maybe sometimes is almost felt unusual because we're quite tactical here with our podcast, but it was just talk to the people you're close to and be able to have heart-to-heart conversations, something to that effect, right, Julia? And I always saw you writing the Chronicle as a way to have that conversation. And I don't, I don't know if you would have had the feedback you've gotten if you had not spoken on it in this way. The feedback would be just so different, right? So it kind of, I was seeing someone else model that in real time, but maybe on a different level almost to do it publicly. But there's something about sharing from a certain place where you don't have to hold back these tender parts that I find to be really, um, really powerful because that's inside of connection. And I just kept thinking about you're saying the responses you got, you were so, it was so, um, it felt so nice, but I think it was because you shared it from that place too. So I want to acknowledge that too. Choosing connection. Thank you that you chose connection, Julia. Thank you that you put this incredible, heartwarming and tough and real and authentic chronicle out in the world and for spending the podcast life with us today. Thank you guys as well. It's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for inviting me as your um, guest. Thank you. See you next week. You can follow us on the web at www.christinesaxcoaching.com.